we have continued to reflect on the wideness of God's mercy. Most of the readings, especially the gospel readings in the last three or four Sundays, have continued to remind us of the abundance and the immensity of God's mercy in our lives. Last Sunday, you remember, we read the story of um, the tax collector, another tax collector, and the Pharisee who went up to the temple to pray. And the Pharisee basically was praising himself before God, but the tax collector could not even dare to look up. And he said, Lord, have mercy on me. The Sunday before last, we, read, we saw the parable of the widow and the unjust judge. The widow who kept coming and going and persistently asking for justice. And an unjust judge says, well, if I don't give this woman what she wants, she will trouble me to death. And Jesus now says, if an unjust judge knows how to give justice just for persistence, Think about how God will give you justice and give you mercy and give you kindness. Today is the same thematic with a different kind of interesting story. The story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was short, as we are told, but he really wanted to see who Jesus was because maybe he may have heard a lot about Jesus. And so he wanted to see Jesus for himself. Mind you, he was a very wealthy man. Could have used his money to pay a lot of people and bribed his way to get the spectacular view of the stadium or whatever. He had the money to do that. But he decided he wasn't going to do. He wasn't going to depend on his money. He rather humbled himself and climbed a sycamore tree and was waiting and waiting because he knew Jesus was going to pass that way. And when Jesus comes by, he stops and looks up and says, Zacchaeus, come down quickly. You just wanted to see me? You're going to get more than seeing me. Let's go to your house. By the way, I love lasagna. Did you make lasagna? And everybody was like, what, what? How could he do this? How can he be eating and dining with sinners? And they grumbled and grumbled. And Jesus turns around to Zacchaeus after Zacchaeus had made a bold declaration saying that he was going to give back whatever he has taken from anybody by extortion. And Jesus says today, salvation has come to this house. That's the beautiful story of Zacchaeus and the mercy of God that we celebrate this morning. So let's now close by doing a quick close reading of the three main characters in this story this morning. The crowds, so let's call them the Zacchaean crowd. And then Zacchaeus and Jesus himself. So let's look at them more closely and see what we can hold on in terms of homily or in terms of reflection. First, let's look at the Zacchaean crowd. They had what we, we may decide to call the Zacchaean crowd mentality. 
a kind of mentality where they had basically compartmentalized certain groups of people, labeled them as sinners, and put them in that box. The Zakian crowd feels that some people should not receive God's mercy. Some people are not worth or worthy of God's mercy. And Zacchaeus was a typical person that falls in that category. The Zacchaean crowd had its own discrimination, its own attitudes, its own mindsets, by which it basically divided its society into saints and sinners. That was a crowd. Now, it is possible if we fast forward, we think that the Zacchaean crowd mentality is something that happens only in the Bible. But as a matter of fact, even today, even as we live in our nation, in our culture, in our society, in our world, we can see the Zacchaean crowd mentality taking various shapes and various forms. In the early 1880s, there was this person called Augustus Tolton. And Augustus Tolton was born into slavery in Missouri. And as the story goes, somehow the parents who were slaves escaped to Illinois. And that was where they started a new life. And for some reason, Tolton got interested in the Catholic Church and started coming to church. But the church wasn't ready to welcome somebody that looked like him. And so the priest at the time, Father McGee, as the story goes, kind of took an interest in this black ex-slave trying to come to church. And so for some reason, he allowed him to attend the parochial school, which, mind you, then was very much segregated. And that was an opera. And so he eventually permitted him to come in because Toton was a young man working in the factories, but he allowed him, as the priest, to come to school whenever he had the time and go to the factory and work and make some money. Eventually, Tolton somehow wanted to become a priest. Wanted to become a priest. You wanted to become a priest. Are you kidding? And guess what? Not one Catholic seminary accepted him at the time. Not one. And all the Catholic seminaries rejected his application. But Father McGee saw some potentials in him and started pleading with people and raised some money and silently, basically smuggled him out of this country to Rome. And that was where he studied theology and studied for the priesthood. And he came back, God ordained. And he became the first black Catholic priest in America. But even after his ordination, his ministry was rejected. Not a lot of parishes were ready to accept him. 
but he had to swim against the culture of the time. He had to swim against the discrimination of the time. In 2019, Pope Francis raised him now to venerable. So hopefully in a few years, he might be canonized as the first black priest in America. He had a grit and did not let the discrimination of the culture and the society at the time hold him back from answering what he felt was an inner call to the priesthood. He was rejected, he was pushed aside, he was thought incapable of crossing the eye of this altar. He did not have the sufficient humanity because mind you, at that time, people that looked like him were basically three-quarter according to the constitution of the law all the time. But he decided he was going to be greedy and held on and struggled and absorbed all of the discrimination. And today, we are almost about to canonize him a saint. Precisely that is the same kind of spiritual grit that we see in Zacchaeus. That he did not let the discrimination of his culture, he did not let the stereotypes and the prejudice of his culture hold him back. And he decided he was going to see Jesus. And so here are three things that when we look at Zacchaeus very closely, that I think we can learn from. His grit, his readiness to hold steadfast, regardless of all the barriers, the cultural barriers, the social barriers, he was greedy, ready to hold on. And he had the humility. He was very wealthy. But he decided to empty all of those and climb a sycamore tree because there was something restless in his heart. That's why St. Augustine would say that our hearts are restless, O Lord, until they find rest in thee. And Zacchaeus' heart was restless, yearning, desiring to see Jesus. And nothing, nothing was going to hold him back. Not even the social discrimination, not hate, not anything was going to hold him back from seeing Jesus. So he now climbs. And when Jesus comes to him, he says, Zacchaeus, I know your heart. And I see your heart. Come down. Come down. That is all of us. There is always every one of us. Like Zacchaeus, sometimes we may have to struggle. Sometimes we may have to face some challenges. But we have a reassurance. We have a reassurance in Christ Jesus. And finally, Jesus now reminds us of the great mercy of God. Jesus is the epitome of God's mercy. And God's mercy does not judge anyone. God's mercy it's open, invites everyone. 
And I think that's something we may have to learn as Christians and even as Catholics. Because sometimes we may run the risk of what some people call frozen chosen. And as we engage our politics, we engage our society, and we get into all the cultural war and cultural fighting, sometimes we may run the risk of being the frozen chosen. And we are fighting Democrat, Republican, this and that, and we're demonizing each other and denigrating each other sometimes. And you're like, what is going on? And yet on Sundays, we all come together, regardless of our political affiliations. And so we may run the risk like the Zacchaean crowd, thinking we are the frozen chosen. But the mercy of God really calls us not to judge anyone. We may condemn the sin, but we have no right to sit in judgment over anybody. Because there is indeed a wideness in God's mercy. And that's what we celebrate this morning. So what is the takeaway? Jesus is passing this way this morning in the Eucharist. Just like he passed through the way along Jericho, he passes the way of our lives every day. And like Zacchaeus, we may have our physical challenges. We may have our emotional challenges. We may have limitations. Limitations with our temperaments. Limitations with addiction. Limitations with our relationships. But when Jesus passes the way of your life, he brings hope. He brings mercy. He brings salvation. And so let us open our hearts this morning. And let us beckon on Jesus, who is actually already calling on you by name. Calling each one by name. He didn't just say, hey, you there, come down. He said, you, Zacchaeus, come. You, Anthony, come. You, Cecilia, come. You, Susan, come. By name. Because we're not just number in the heart of God. He knows you personally. And he knows your journey. He knows your story. He knows your struggles. He knows your challenges. And his mercy is so abundant. His healing in your life, it's so abundant. So let us continue to pray and thank the Lord for the gift of his mercy, the gift of his kindness, and his readiness to bring us salvation through Christ our Lord. Amen.